Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Quiet Cast. I am your host, Brandon Nichols, all by myself. Uh, Sam uh, is getting into town with his family late tonight, per his text, called me Charlie Brown, which was a little weird. Um, uh, so yeah, he should be back next week with me. Uh, everybody else, you know, I reached out to Zach. He said he could be, be able possibly to record. Um I just kind of wanted to do this one on my own last minute kind of one of those things so all you guys get is me talking to my monitors in front of me how is everybody doing i hope really 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 well uh, i hope everybody's post e3 hangover is doing well um it's a very quiet week uh not a whole lot of news um i got a couple things i wanted to talk about and go over some things from the uh show uh some of my high and low lights not just breaking down everything but um kind of a short uh, little filler episode this week while we wait for sam to return next week and us to get back to like a regularly scheduled said type podcast um i have been playing not much of anything a little mlb the show i played a little bit of ratchet and clank more or less just get make sure i understand the controls i will be doing a let's play of that that will be up on the youtube channel hopefully sometime next month um i'll record those and post those uh throughout the month i'm hoping to have it eh, started about the second week of the month hopefully second week of july after the after the fourth holiday um i have been playing mlb the show has been the case since it is released uh, i've played a little bit more of sackboy i haven't gone back to it since the last time i played um before the last episode i think i hopped on to do a time trial thing because i realized i unlocked it and hadn't tried it um basically just been a whole lot of work since the last episode it's just been one of those couple one of those weeks really and with it being a very slow news and new thing happening and honestly not 100 sure how i was going to record the episode this week so it's just kind of been a you know good quiet father's day type week i had a great father's day any of the fathers out there and uh anybody who is steps in place of a father whether it's a mom or grandparent or anybody else happy father's day to you uh it is important to also acknowledge the non uh, as i would like to call them non-sperm donor fathers that children have because they are just not if not more important important sometimes depending on the situation some of these children are in i had a great father's day um kind of took my kids to go rock hunting my youngest is really big into rock hunting uh he likes to break up rocks and see what's in them put them through a rock tumbler um it's just it's his thing and he he's been kind of begging me for the last couple of weeks and it was sunday was a perfect weather day to do that it was a little warm uh, it's cooled off today it's been a little warm in the midwest but um we went and did that kind of they made me break or they made me lunch it was really good um and then we just kind of chilled out for the rest of the evening and hung out as a family and did our own little things and just talked to each other and yeah so we've got that going on um so i haven't really like i said i really haven't played anything i'm not really excited about playing anything i will tell you uh i did i, I have begun my friday freaky friday um streams that are uh every friday night 10 p.m central standard time i will be uh streaming a scary game uh first up is resident evil 7 if you hopped on to watch me play that i know i know the elusive brent popped on and watched me for a little bit who did email me before the show and said that he was unable to make it today but promised me he will be here next week upon the return of young sam so um but uh that went really well i had a lot of fun got to uh got to a point i haven't been yet 
kind of it was a good stopping point for me. Um, come back. Uh, anybody wants to join in and watch this Friday night at 10 p.m. Central Time, uh, I'm going to continue on. Uh, I will keep playing Resident Evil 7 until it is done, and then I will jump into Resident Evil Village. Um, I'm, I was told it's not quite as scary as 7, but it's still just as fun and intense, so... I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've really been playing. Um, I've gotten excited for a lot of things. I'm looking forward to Flight Simulator coming out on the Xbox Series X. Um, other than that, though, I'm you know I'm kind of in this weird lull. So I'd love to know what everybody else is playing. Hit me up on um, social on the socials. In fact, if you want to know how to hit me up on socials and even email the show. This is your weekly reminder that you can find the Untitled BS Podcast wherever podcasts are distributed. And always rate, share, and hit that subscribe button. This is how the algorithms on the internet know to help move us up in the search functions. If you have a question or suggestion for the show, email us at untitledbs at psainc.com. That's psaink.com. You can find Sam on Twitter at Sam M. Spangler. Find me pretty much anywhere on social media at PSA Press. So if you want to know how to reach us out, there you go. Um couple small things of news I want to go over for uh, this week. Uh, one of the biggest, and, and something that I will actually probably start to play again soon, just so I can get my grubby little hands on remembering the control scheme for it. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has returned to the PlayStation Store. Um, they have put out a note basically saying that it is back on the store, and uh, they, they highly suggest that if you're going to play it, play it on a PlayStation 4 Pro or a PlayStation 5, which I had been playing it on my PlayStation 5, uh, and it rained. I mean, it still had bugs because it, <laughs> it's a buggy game. But I would say my issues I had on my PS5 was very limited compared to all the issues that were out there, especially on the, the lower-gen systems. Um, I don't... I, I don't really know anybody who played it on the Xbox Series X. Um, I, I, I know it was better than on the one. So, I mean, there is that. Um, but it does mark its return to PlayStation. So they, they did give that caveat that there is, they're still working on it. Caveat, caveat. I don't know what the correct word there is, to be 100% honest with you. Um, they did say, look, they are continuing to work on it. They did, so they threw in their little warning. The game still is being worked on and it is in progress there was a big patch that was released recently i I haven't touched the game in god i feel like six months five or six months so i'm not sure what the what all the um, fixes were but they posted those out on social media the um i do know that i'm wanting to jump back into it again uh the next gen update is supposed to be later this fall and i kind of want to i don't want to get too far out of remembering the controls I'm wanting to do the, uh, let's see, I did, I'm trying to remember the name of the, I did Street, Street, not Street Rat, the punk, the, why the, out from Badlands guy, that was the route I took the first time, I'm wanting to do the Street Punk um, for my next main next gen version of the game uh i was gonna do a, i think i want to do a corpo just to start out to get my hands back on the controls again see how it plays um i, I did read an article that on the playstation the the a lot of the fixes I mean, it might have been like this on the xbox too but on console basically the a lot of the fixes and the better frame rate and better graphics have come at the expense of the amount of pedestrians, the amount of cars, the amount of everything else 
around the city, which doesn't really surprise me. Um, but Sam and I have talked about this. GTA can pull this off. There's no reason why Cyberpunk can't, other than the fact that GTA, you don't go into a lot of buildings and a lot of them are cordoned off. I, I feel like the amount of interior space is larger and more active. Um, not to mention it's just the city is way more condensed than GTA. So I understand there's a lot more going on. But having said all that, GTA has shown that it can be done on the last three generations, <laughs> basically. So there's no reason why it shouldn't be able to be done with what they're doing. But I hope they get it figured out. I've always enjoyed CD Projekt Red games. I'm hoping, I'm hoping their DLC comes out and it's really good. Everybody likes it. So on and so forth. So, um, also Bethesda's uh, Pete Hines made a statement in the last week in regards to the way IGN says it is that he apologizes for that uh, for Starfield Xbox exclusivity. It can be frustrating for PlayStation owners. He says he wasn't apologizing, though the words he really he actually said the words I apologize. Um, but the quote in an interview with GameStop was, if you're a big fan of stuff we make and a game that we're making is no longer available on your platform, I totally understand if you are unhappy or pissed. I get it. These are real feelings and frustrations, Hines said in an interview with GameStop. Uh, I don't know what I don't know how to allay the fears and concerns of PlayStation 5 fans other than to say, well, I'm a PlayStation 5 player as well, Hines added, and I've played games on that console, and there's games I'm going to continue to play on it, but if you want to play Starfield, PC and Xbox. Sorry, all I can really say is I apologize, because I'm certain that's frustrating to folks, but that's not there's not a whole lot that can be done about it. Um, somebody posted on Twitter that I 100% agree with somebody else. Xbox gamers got locked out of previously multi-platinum franchises like Street Fighter, Spider-Man, and Final Fantasy. Spider-Man, I, I mean, Final Fantasy is it was timed exclusive. Street Fighter was timed exclusive. Spider-Man is made by a company owned by Sony. I don't think that that was taken away from anybody. Uh, there's a lot of arguments, and Sam tries. Try, Sam tried to make this argument with me, like. I I don't like big name studios being bought by game developer or by system developers. I guess I would say Microsoft buying Bethesda. I'm not a fan of it. Um, had Sony bought Bethesda, I wouldn't be a fan of it. Um, Sam kept bringing up Insomniac. The reason I don't really care about Insomniac is Sunset Overdrive was made by Insomniac. That was the only non PlayStation large large scale PlayStation or large scale video game made by Insomniac that already wasn't a PlayStation exclusive. Really, it was like they were a PlayStation studio that went to go play with Xbox for a weekend or have a fun summer at Xbox. And Sony just said, hey, why don't you just make this? Why don't you come home? Just stay here. It's a little different of a concept. They're not. And now granted, Sony can't go blow for blow with Microsoft. Microsoft is a ungodly billion dollar company. And their, their net worth and the money they have to spend dwarfs that of pretty much anybody at Amazon. Uh, I think unless Amazon were to buy Sony, which I would not really like because then that's just going to turn into a whole buying spree of, for things. And uh, I just don't want, I don't want Amazon. Amazon can do their own thing. 
and and join in the fun, I guess, of the gaming community. But I would rather them not purchase uh, Sony or Nintendo or any other smaller, you know, named player. But for me, that's the difference. But um, some guy was saying, you know, not not one developer apologized for it, and Pete Hines should not have to apologize either. And he said, I'm not apologizing for exclusivity. I don't have to do anything. Some of our fans are angry, upset. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They, and I'm sorry they are. This isn't wrong uh, or weird. It's acknowledging how they feel. That's it. That's my whole point. Um, I, I don't think you're apologize i think you're i don't know you say you're not apologizing but you're saying all i can say is i apologize i don't i don't care i don't he's not sorry for exclusivity he got a fat paycheck todd howard got a fat paycheck nobody at bethesda is sorry that they were bought by microsoft and i would even say nobody at bethesda would be sorry if they were bought by sony or by amazon or by anything they all got fat paycheck races they all get to keep making the games they're making. I think I think that is the kicker. As long as they get to keep making the games they are making, nobody at Bethesda, nobody at uh, Zenimax, nobody gives a shit. It's really that simple. So, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I I don't want to. I, I think everybody needs to let it go. I still am holding out hope that I think Elder Scrolls might be multi-platform. Uh, Sam and I talked about. I knew I knew Star. Uh, uh, Starfield, sorry, I don't have anything else to drink down here. My mouth is right. I knew Starfield was going to be exclusive. It just, it made sense. It hasn't been released. The only thing that could have kept it from being exclusive is that they had already promoted it as a PlayStation 5 or a PlayStation game and an Xbox game at E3 a couple years ago. You just didn't know what contracts were signed or anything like that. So, but it is what it is. Pete Hines, Todd Howard, nobody's sorry for it. Uh, especially nobody at Microsoft, uh, especially no, the only people that are, are upset are, are toxic video game fanboys. And the only people that are gloating about it openly are toxic video game fanboys. So um, a little non uh, video game stuff I want to talk about. DC comics has revealed DC movies. I guess I should say has revealed several costumes for upcoming um, projects Shazam uh, the the director of Shazam basically said I, I guess they're in hardcore into filming and he wanted to bypass the chance of there being any costume leaks once filming started we'll get into why in a second but uh, he released a group shot of the Shazam family in their grown-up avatars so to speak in their costumes a little bit a little bit of heavy modification to them like there's a you could tell they kind of like refined it from the first one. I think bringing in a lot more elements from the rest of the DCEU. Some of the like finer details that you would see on Superman suit or even Batman suit. Um, there's just the little itty bitty details. Um, the only other real big change is um, one of the characters, the skirt on one of the female family members went from being very comic accurate to a little more Wonder Woman-esque. Uh, I think that's like the biggest change. Uh, but the reason he's trying to avoid leaks and what I think the Flash director did, um, which I thought was extremely funny, uh, he really, the I'm trying to figure out, how to, Andy Machete, I don't know, I'm butchering his name, and I for that I apologize. He posted um, the Michael Keaton Batman emblem, which... 
I I mean, it's a modified version of the of, of Keaton's Batman. The um, it has the more I don't want to say more comic comic accurate bat emblem, um, but it's got a little bit longer of a middle tail. Uh, the biggest the biggest thing about it has some blood splatter on it. So he he unveiled that costume, uh, or at least the chest piece from it. He also uh, revealed the new chest piece for Ezra Miller's Flash. Uh, again, has way more detail into the actual suit. Uh, the The Flash emblem's been a little bit more modified. Um, and then the chest portion of Supergirl's outfit um, also released. And I find it funny because each one of those was released back to back to back. And then filming started and uh, the f- entire Supergirl outfit is on display it shows the actress that play is playing supergirl um up on wires uh looks looks really good the, i like the suit my only my biggest qualm with it is the red on the top half of her costume blends in a little too much with the red of the s uh, if you look at the chest piece that was posted on instagram there's a blue outline that goes around the emblem. I think that needed to be thicker or even maybe outlined in gold instead. I don't know, but there needs to be more of a separation in the color of the S of the S or the red of the S and the red on the top part of her outfit that can also be clarified up or cleaned up and, or made to look better in post. You know how that stuff goes. Um, the set photos showed Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, very sleek, cool looking. Um, I don't know if that's just supposed to be Bruce Wayne's ride or what it is, but it looked really, really good. Um, I'm really interested to see in what all they actually do with, uh, the product and where they're going from here. Um, I will say they, uh, (laughs) they replaced, uh, some billboards up on the Warner brother lot. They had some, they have different, big name stars and it says something something made here i don't know if it's heroes are made here or or something but i guess they're catching a lot of flack because they've got they've got momoa's aquaman godot's uh, wonder woman and then they have like i don't know if maybe affleck was there and they replaced it with keaton or cavill was there and then they replaced it with reeves but then they've got robbie's um margot robbie's harley a blank spot, Ron Weasley. I don't know what the whole point of this was, or, you know, I don't know if they replaced them or if they've just always been there and they're just adding to it. I don't know, but they're catching a lot of flack for it. Not being Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck. I, I think people just need to move on from them. I think Warner brothers has already shit the bed with what everything they were planning on doing with, um, the DCEU. That's not to say I don't, I, I think flash won't be great. I think flash has a lot of potential. I am, borderline nervous about it um i don't think uh i've shazam should be pretty good i love the first shazam i I think uh the director's been given enough freedom to do what he wants and to make it work i'm i'm optimistic about the rocks um black adam movie and how they're going to incorporate it into shazam's two fury of the gods i don't know i don't know i'm cautiously optimistic about everything but I'm not excited if that says pretty much anything or everything all in one shot. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Finally, let's do my, uh, I don't know if I'll call them E3 awards or just uh, where I stand on my final, my final wrap of E3. Um, 
Next week, we'll talk to Sam about her, where he stood on everything with E3. We'll do a quick rundown with him. Probably not of the whole show. I might ask him the same questions that I, or not questions, um, awards, whatever, that I'm getting ready to hand out now and the things I'm going to talk about. I might go over these topics with him. Um, but uh, this is this is kind of my final personal wrap on E3. Um, I want to go over who I think lost E3. And... Uh, I think I've kind of talked about it already a couple different times. I think Sony is the biggest loser here by just not showing. Um, Microsoft had, and I will, I'll talk about this more here in a second. Microsoft had a big show. It was heavily, it was produced perfectly. The way they, they did all the reveals was great. Everything was awesome for the Microsoft show. Having said that, and we talked about this last week, uh, me and Jeff, more than half of the games shown in the Microsoft um, reveal in their showcase are multi-platform games that are coming to Sony. But because Sony wasn't there to show their version or to acknowledge, even acknowledge that these games are also coming out for them, it gave Microsoft the upper hand of these are our games and nobody's here to question it or say anything other, other than somebody sending out a random tweet after goes, Oh, by the way, these games are coming on Sony. Nobody cares. It's not an E3. It's just a random tweet by somebody. Sony took a loss this last week with the announcement of God of War and GT not being uh, next-gen exclusives. Uh, them basically backtracking on their We Believe in Generations thing, which they dug that hole themselves. If they just kept their mouth shut, nobody would have said anything. Um, and them just not being there to give their own show. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I think that uh, I think that they really lost out this year. Um, they I know they haven't been there the last couple of years. They just seem they didn't even say, "Hey, we have this thing coming up." They're probably going to do their yearly uh, PlayStation experience uh, later this. Usually, it's in the fall or winter, like or late November, early December, if I remember correctly. But by by the time that hits, everybody's announced all their stuff. Everybody's had their excitement. Um, nothing. I mean, you've got Ratchet and Clank that is out now, and people are excited about that. It's a solid game and solid reviews. Seem, people seem to like it. But you don't have Horizon till this holiday season, and that's I'm still got fingers and toes crossed at that, that releases. Uh, God of War is coming out hopefully next year. Uh, GT is coming out hopefully next year. I mean, nobody I again nobody actually thought God of War was coming out this year. So I mean, you've kind of got one more big thing to, to do this year and if you don't get start talking a little bit more and give some more you know transparency as to what you have going on and what your release schedule kind of looks like you're just going to take an l and it's like you're not doing anything bad you're just not talking about it and you're not doing anything and uh microsoft has game pass and because of that it they're releasing the same games that the, the Sony has releasing on their stuff, but day day one on Game Pass, uh, you pay for Game Pass, you get to try all these games, and you don't have to pay for them, and they get to control that narrative. Uh, so until Sony says anything, they're just going to continue to look like they're just completely failing this generation when other than not having a, a thing that is Game Pass, they're doing everything the same thing that Microsoft's doing. They're just not talking about it. And unfortunately, if you don't talk about it, you, you don't get the credit or anything else for it. So, uh, And because of that, that makes Microsoft the winner of 
E3. And I don't mean that as it's a Sony versus Microsoft. I just mean Microsoft had the best showcase. They, there was the, and their show was the most Sony show. They just were like reveal, 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 a little bit of info, reveal, reveal, reveal. It's, it's the formula that Sony has just nailed for the last three or four years in their reveals with stuff, in their shows, in everything they've done. They just shut up and let the game speak for themselves. And Microsoft finally just did that and copied it straight out. And it worked for them. It was, it was great. I wish everybody just did it that way because it gives everybody watching exactly what they want to show us the goddamn games. That's really, that's it. That's all it comes down to is show us the games. And that's exactly what Microsoft did. And the fact that 90% of the crap they showed said, Day one game pass. I mean, that's all you need to do. That is literally all Microsoft needs to do right now is just get people in their ecosystem, sign up for game pass, and there you go. And I mean, it's that simple. That's how they want it. By not having Sony there to counter any of the, any of the stuff to say, oh yeah, we're getting those games too. And doing what Sony would normally do. And they won. I mean, it's very, it's very simple as everybody else had a shit show. I mean, really did. Uh, Nintendo was disappointing. Um, let's just get into my big disappointment. Uh, my big dis- disappointment is the fact, my biggest disappointment is the fact that Warner Brothers games was basically a no-show. They got Back for Blood. Good for you. I'm glad you have Back for Blood. Not everybody is a big back, you know, that fan of that genre. It's a big genre. You're going to get a lot of people that are hyped to play it. I'm kind of hyped to play it after seeing some of the stuff. Where the hell Suicide Squad? where's injustice three where's anything else you might be doing with mortal kombat 11 where's uh gotham knights like you have so many properties where the hell is lego star wars skywalker saga like this game was supposed to have released last november or december and other than delaying it for the foreseeable future nobody has heard a goddamn thing Warner Brothers was my biggest disappointment. As much as I could say Sony lost, Warner Brothers, I feel, had the biggest detriment to what they are doing by not showing anything at this thing. Ubisoft also was a huge disappointment for me. I have loved Ubisoft's E3 presentations for, the. I feel like, the last 10 years. I feel like they really turned around and just put the shit out that was really good, that everybody liked, and went on with it but they, they were eh. far cry 6 more far cry 6 that's fine i'm, a, I'm kind of excited for far cry, far cry 6 you've got a, a group of people that are excited for far cry 6 nothing else they showed was interesting it just really wasn't uh and then they basically put pre-orders out for rainbow six siege or not so well, it's kind of siege extinction or extraction it's a full price game i'm not paying for that uh, nobody in my friend group that is a Siege fan is basically going to pay for that. I, I don't know what their plan is for Extraction, but I, I don't think it's going to work the way they want it to. So this is my biggest disappointments uh, for E3. Um, the reveal that got me most hype, honestly, was Battlefield. I am not a Battlefield fan, but I loved the gameplay trailer. Like, legit got me excited. I'm, like, I'm disappointed there's no single-player campaign. But nobody buys Battlefield Call of Duty for these for their single player campaign campaigns. Although uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare had an amazing single player campaign, and I think that was one of the 
huge benefits for it. Um, not to mention their their battle royale was far and supreme, or far and beyond the best battle royale that is out currently. That's not named Fortnite. Um, but Battlefield's not doing that. But they're just they're gonna they're gonna put all their money where their mouth is in terms of we're just giving you large scale combat and normal multiplayer with the you know with our shtick added to it um but i'll tell you what the trailer looked amazing i'm like the the cgi trailer they released wednesday and it can jump off a cliff i don't care i didn't like that i thought that was cheap the way they did that and hey come back later for game review they showed the game reveal the gameplay reveal and it was amazing i wish they would have just done that wednesday i think they would have had a like a leg up on everything but I'm sure they had some kind of deal in place with Microsoft because, hey, everybody was showing their games at Microsoft because Sony wasn't there to show your stuff at Sony. So, um, But yeah, uh, uh, the game no one is talking about but I am excited for is a game that I've been excited for for the last like three years um, since the first time I saw it. It's 12 minutes. The the overhead top down with like the all-star voice cast, like a Willem Dafoe, and God, I can't even remember all the names in it. It looks like it's an indie game. It looks like the whole game takes place in 12 minutes and you have to figure out how to get through the 12 minutes differently every time is from what I remember. Uh, but they finally showed it again. It's coming out this year. It's coming out on Game Pass even. I I wish more. I wish there was more people talking about it. But at the same time, I kind of, I'm glad there isn't because I don't want to be, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want too much information. Just let me be surprised. This is one of those games, especially since it's on Game Pass, and I'm not actually going to pay for it. I don't care. I don't. I don't want to really know much more, but I kind of want a little bit of info. I want, like, you know, how I, I also like hearing when the developers are excited about the stuff they're making, and I think that's kind of more what I'm wanting. Is I want to hear them get on and wax poetic about what they've been working on and how excited it is, and maybe just delve into what the premise is and how it's supposed to work a little bit more, but not give me any story info that's that's just i think that that's what i'm wanting from 12 minutes um but it is but nobody's really talking about it but it's the game i'm probably the most excited for that is that is nobody's talking about um my favorite game of the show was was a game that didn't even have gameplay footage it's and it's redfall i think everybody i talked to is like i want to know more about redfall i want to see what redfall is it's the vampire hunting game from arcane it just looks freaking the premise based off of what they showed in their trailer that and I know this game's probably three years away or so. I'm just, I'm here for it. Uh, I don't know exactly how that's going to work and what their plan is, but I am stoked. Uh, release this game. Uh, this is a game that I do want more information on to make sure that it is a game I am going to fully like fully enjoy. Um, but I think I will, and I'm really excited for it. So, um, so that, that's my, my final wrap up of E3. This is my final solo show before Sam comes back. I don't know. Uh, sorry, you only have to listen to me talk. I know it's not that fun. I stumble over my words when I don't have somebody to play off of. Uh, it could be better. It'll be ned. It'll be better next week when Sam is back. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, as always, we we always enjoy anybody who listens to the podcast. Uh, I look forward to uh, I look forward to growing this thing some more. Uh, I really appreciate any of the, the some of the feedback we've gotten back from our friends and how they feel about it. And uh, I enjoyed a little bit of the interaction from my Freaky Friday. Come back and join me, Freaky Friday, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash PSA Prez. Uh, chat with me while I play Resident Evil 7. Uh, 
I there were, I had a couple jump scares, scared the shit out of me. Uh, one thing that I had forgotten about, and then a couple things that I was unaware of. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it was a, it was funny to watch. I know Brent got a kick out of it. So, um, until next week, in the immortal words of Sam, enjoy your games.